stuff to talk about. Uh, we're coming a little bit late because one of us two had to work late. Um, don't blame either of us because it's definitely Luke, and I just don't want to throw him under the bus. Completely. <laughs> it's it, listen, a guy literally might die, so think so. Oh. Come on, come on. Really He's like die the I whole gotta, way. He's like, I gotta go in for emergency. They gotta take stuff out, and I was like, okay. I no guess one I'm goes fine. in for emergency anything on a Monday. But I gotta lie to you. He's fishing. Guaranteed. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. I hope he doesn't die because then I really feel like a shitbag next week. Then we come uh, back next week. Like, fucking <laughs> dude, just fucking up at that. I don't know what to say. I was like, yikes, fucking yikes. Uh, so on the plate tonight we got Jessica Jones, We Are the Best, which was on Netflix. Uh, Castlevania on Netflix as well, and then we watched Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, we'll do Spider-Man later, just because if people haven't uh, watched it at this point, we're probably going to be very spoiler-heavy, so you can get duck out before then. So everything else is relatively in the past. I guess Castlevania is released this weekend, but... So, uh, I believe there's some news stories to talk about. Mm-hmm. Bring uh, the news! Sean Gordon Murphy's Batman story got... Uh, no one cares. No one cares. With it. Everyone cares. Nope. I fucking cannot wait. And you can't either because you're just lying to me because you want to make it a rise out of me. Trying to go to nope. Murphy's a pimp. I read it and I was just like, oh, I don't care. Oh, At all. On. It's just a Joker story. Why don't you want it? Just a Joker story. I just. Don't care. It doesn't sound interesting. I was like, oh, the Joker's healed, and he has to use political means to bring down Batman. I'm going to talk about the wage gap, and I don't care. I just don't care. I want to see Batman punch somebody in the face. (laughs) He's definitely going to be doing that in this issue. He said, fucking, Batman's a loose cannon. Pow. That's all I want. Yeah, powing everybody. Whatever. Powing all, all, all kinds of strange on the street. Just oh, I, uh, I, 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 I trade weight, so I'll read it in a year when it's finally in trade, and then not care. I'm going to tell you about every single issue and just ruin everything because I know you really don't care about that. But like, I'm definitely reading issue by issue. Um, then we got uh, Game of Thrones returns next week. I'll be catching up this week for last season. Then we'll be watching a new episode coming with that next week um i'm just looking at a bunch of the fucking promo pornophilia stuff and they've got a new dragon that i've not seen so i don't know is there a dead dragon at the end of the season Mm -mm. see that excites me i know i said i don't want to see any of the dragons die but now i want to see all of the dragons die and then come back as white dragons I don't know, man. I don't. I haven't. I've read the first book and then was just bored and didn't finish reading the rest. But apparently, there's talk of like ice dragons and stuff. So, in one of the books, yeah. I only made it to the third book. I mean, they're fucking. They're not an easy book to get through. So, um. So yeah, that excites me. At least if they get one of the dragons 
to turn to a white dragon, then it's still a two-on-one fight. I think that even things out at least. But if they just kill them all, everybody's in fucking winter. Everybody dies, but everybody lives the same time. I'm fine with that. Like, all I want to see is, like, fucking Viserion or whatever flying in, and Matthew McConaughey just jumps from off screen with an axe. <laughs> Listen, I will take back every fucking thing I've said poorly about anything Game of Thrones related. If that happens. They don't even have to reshoot it. Just crop that scene. <laughs> just a really bad cropped photo edit. I was like, yeah, you got it. Man, nailed it. And it doesn't even have to be the whole scene. Like, they could just literally pull, like, two scenes. The one where he's full-on front shot, jumping with the axe. And then they just fucking take the shot where he's behind him, nailing the dragon. Boom. Game of Thrones is the best, best series ever in the history of the world. Yes, bingo, bingo. Um, some sadder news: Joan Lee passed. So uh, rest in peace. Uh, they had a good run. I mean, she made it to ninety-three. So, like, it's sad, but like they're ninety, man. Like, yeah, good run, good on you. Yeah, for sure. I did see, I did see a terrifying news article that was just like, you know, we might not have an age limit. You know, like, fucking, it's just going to keep rising and rising. I was like, no, no. I want to die by the time I'm 50. Just done. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm cashing in my chips at 45. Like, I can't see anything getting better at that point. Like, I'm shocked I made it to 31. Like, I've... <laughs> <laughs> now they're like, they're like, oh, we're easily going to hit 120. I was like, no. No one wants that. <laughs> Minimum wage stops going higher, the fucking social security be defunct in 10 years or so. I mean, all this is great, uh, but Elon Musk needs to get on his plan to save the world a little bit quicker. Uh, what, Shoot half of us into space. At least half. At least half. And the good thing is, you could easily send all the dumb rich people who are ruining everything up, be like, oh, Trump and all you people, you want to go to space? And they're like, yeah. And You'll be president of and space. Don't fill the tank. Just don't fill the tank. Get them enough. Get them out there. Just like, whoops. Sorry, I thought we had enough in there. Our bad. Also, we're turning off this communicator. <laughs> also, it's a game show. See so one, which one lasts the longest, and then you guys get to be the king of the space death. Spaceship. Speaking, of, speaking of game shows. Like, I just turned my PlayStation on, and it was, like, NBC Universal's Candy Crush with Mario Lopez on the cover. Like, what? What world do we live in? Uh, are you kidding me? The Emoji movie is coming out in, like, under a month. I don't... I hate, I hate most of this world. <laughs> watch it burn. <laughs> I always wanted to say I wanted to watch it burn, and now that it is, I'm like, ooh, maybe I don't want to watch this. I mean, tone it down a little bit, but... I'm also still cool with you burning. Uh, and final bit of news, uh, Creed 2 was teased uh, with Dolph Lundgren. I, I hope it's his son and like they just fucking fight everybody. So. I literally hope, like, I know no one wants it except me, probably, but, like, I hope uh, Adonis is like, no, I'm not gonna fight your son, Drago, and then he beats Rocky to death, 
And that's what makes him go into the room? <laughs> I never even thought of that, but now I totally want that. Yeah, he's just like, I killed your father and your father figure. Come. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. And fucking Drago's just in the corner. He's like, I told you I'd break you. <laughs> I'd be perfect. I'm a machine. <laughs> Literally perfect. Um, so we got that out of the way. So you want to get into Jessica Jones? Yeah, let's start there. Uh, your second, uh, oh no, your third. You did watch Iron Fist, sorry. Your third yep. Netflix show. But in the I order. I think this first half of uh, Jessica Jones is a little bit strange. Um, for the most part, it felt like a very Veronica Mars type investigation show. And then they just kind of got a little wilder and wilder with the whole aspect, like, that she's revealed what some of her powers are, and, like, now she's being tailed, and, oh, fuck, there's Luke Cage before he was, or, like, before his show was running, and, it, like, it almost feels a little too Luke Cage-heavy. Uh, I see why, I mean, he's part of the story, but at the same point, it, it just feels a little awkward, considering he has his own season. Um, but yeah, do you think Tr Trinity faked her death in the Matrix to be a lesbian, uh, what do they call that, the uh, lawyer in New York City? Oh, I did not know where you were going there. I, I know. As soon as I hit that rock, I was like, shit, shit, shit. Get that word real quick. Um, no. She, you can't fake getting rebar shoved through you by sentient robots. You can't do that. Can't, though? Just hologram? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Maybe this is a prequel, and Neo is actually her secretary in this iteration of The Matrix. <laughs> I mean, he was told that he was he went back like ten times or so to save her, right? And after like the tenth time, it was just like you know, fuck it, I'm switching sides. <laughs> um, but it's definitely it's uh, rewatching it, even though I binged it. I think I watched these six in two days. Uh, it's it's definitely slower moving. I think the Netflix. Uh. It's kind yeah, of all... it's it's about midway between Daredevil and Iron Fist, where Iron Fist was very slow, but Daredevil was like fucking every scene. Um, it, it's about that midway point. Um, I completely forgot she was in Iron Fist as that lawyer, and I was, as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh yeah, all these shows are still connected. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um. She's a drunk, which was fucking, you know, up my alley. Just a <laughs> just a big old drunk. Uh, but, you know, like, it's not... I mean, it does show in, like, a flashback that she still was, like, probably a pretty heavy drinker, but it's definitely... The show's all about PTSD and survivors, and she's drinking to cope with those things. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why it felt so Veronica Mars-ish, because it feels like that same story arc uh, was presented in Veronica Mars, where she was the survivor trying to figure out what was happening, and then, like, she's investigating a case similar 
Mr. Purple. And, and uh, Kristen Ritter was in Veronica Mars, so. Oh, yeah. Fucking... Did you... Did you ever watch the movie? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the bad that. guy in the movie, too. Maybe I didn't pay attention to that, Mark. <laughs> what the fuck happened? I don't even remember what happened in the movie. I just remember that, like, she left her... Or, no. Fuck it, fine now. It's fucking... Maybe I need to rewatch it, I guess. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think she's super strong, though. Like, uh, she's great in that role of uh, being a close-guarded person, but letting her vulnerability show at times when people aren't there. It's a really strong performance. Uh, I think some of the... I guess just the idea of her and Luke just having such strong powers, it kind of kicks back on the fight scenes. You know, it's just literally just them just kind of pushing people because yeah. they don't want to. Yeah. Uh, so that can kind of maybe be a detriment coming straight out of Daredevil, which had these great fights. Yeah. And- um, it, it really felt like they just kind of avoided that because they seemed too strong for the fights. Um, also, you, ha- I don't think it's really shown off that Luke can't get hurt. Like, he's talked about it a little bit, but, like, um, as far as the invincibility that he does have, it's not really shown off, but, like, she's it's just shown- throwing everything. Uh, like- somewhat. That dude stabs him in the neck with a beer bottle and it doesn't hurt him. And then he takes. I mean, we did that at a house party though, and I mean that's not a big deal. Yeah, but we did. Have you stabbed me in the neck? Yeah, but I mean, I don't remember that time when I took a circular saw to my abs to show you that. Oh shit! Fucking listen, I was immediately turned on. Like if anybody fucking does that to me, immediately just all the clothes off. I was so like, it was like that's the best opening icebreaker to a relationship ever just what do you what do you oh boom goes everywhere and i guess like we can get on that like this show is very sexual too oh yeah yeah compared to the other two like this one's just full-blown like drunk booze and sex everywhere it's just my cup of tea i guess (laughs) uh uh, it was a cool dichotomy of the uh, first. It kind of starts how Daredevil starts, where she gets this case and like kind of handles it, and then it becomes this overarching one. Um, her she gets mind controlled, or this other person gets mind controlled into killing her parents, and like that basically sets up this whole domino field. Uh, yeah, I'm digging it, though. I think yeah, I hit I them both in three episode uh, increments, and, like, seems about the perfect perfect uh, stride for the show. Yeah, and it's, like, it's a heavy show, you know? it's It deals heavily with rapes and abortion and sexual abuse, and, you know, like, we... Not that I can't relate in some respect, I guess, but like it's definitely the idea of white male privilege. That's what they're fighting. Uh, you even see it in the scene where they're in uh, Trinity's office interviewing people who have supposedly been in contact with Kilgrave. And it's all women. And if it's men, it's men of color. Like it's never 
he never pushes towards the white male. You know, it's it's that overarching barrier of here's our male white privilege. Minus the cop, which seemed a little out of place that he would choose. I guess, I mean, why wouldn't you choose a cop? But like the other cops in the shows are cops of color. And it's it's so weird to have that one white cop try to kill the uh, her best friend that's a talk show host. And I don't know. Uh, that is because that is a character from the comics. Oh, okay. That's what I figured. Um, I also think the color palette works a lot better. I mean, this is a very dark show. All the themes are very dark. It takes place at night. Most of it. Um, compared to Daredevil, where you'd have about, I don't know, every third one or so take place at night. But it was, well, I guess a half of it was during the day. So, I mean, they had the give ebb and flow. Uh, even Iron Fist mainly took place during the day, so like this was very fo- focused on the dark and the elements of that. So, well, I like the use of like, especially it's heavy in the first episode, and then intermittent out throughout the rest. But when like she has those flashbacks to Kilgrave, the color palette turns purple. You know, like it definitely pushes that. It's, it's an interesting use. It's not overbearing, but it gets the point across. Um, that said, uh, you can see they took some stuff from Daredevil. You know, the first the first interaction between Daredevil and Kingpin was over radio. And the first time Jessica and Kilgrave interact in this show is through the phone. In current day, at least, you know. That being said, liking Kilgrave so far as a villain, it's, it's odd to see these villains be so strong compared to the rest of, rest of the MCU. Um, I'm excited to see the second half and how he, how they still work with him and like all this whole, uh, PTSD such and stuff. So, yeah. And I think they use, uh, like he's, it's, you know, it's the fucking 10th doctor, man. It's doctor who himself, but then he's just creepy and just fucking slimy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. For being so uh, well kept and like very on point and articulate and shit, like this guy is just a fuck. Like to the just, point where the sixth episode, he buys Jessica's like childhood home. Yes, fucking, yeah. just so he has the marks of when she was growing up. It's like, man, this guy has it bad for her, and like that's not okay. That's not okay with me. Yeah, and, you know, and it's just like, you know, like, I fucked up your neighbor's life and made him a junkie, and, you know, I'll leave him alone if you send me a picture every day at 10 a.m. Like, he's just a fucking creep, you know? So creepy. And, like, it sucks because he's such a great villain and, like, has all these, like, safeguards in place to keep him that way. And, like, he's... (laughs) it on somebody that doesn't give a damn about him rather than just fucking living in his life which I don't know she fucking walked in the room where there's just fucking printed off posters of her it's like I mean, it's kind of adorable but like very creepy <laughs> I mean he just he's really in love with her but not her the version he can control of her it's yeah. really yeah, yeah. you know it's definitely 
like I like that it's a female led show and it's very you know all the periphery characters are female as well well outside of you know the cop and the neighbor and the creepy neighbor upstairs which I don't ever want to talk about like whatever's going on with that <laughs> I, don't, but, you know, I don't want to know and it and it tackles you know female issues it's not yeah, I'm a female superhero and I'm going to fight war like Wonder Woman was, but it's I'm going to deal with shitty men telling me to smile and uh, raping me. You know, it's it's an interesting way to take the character. Yeah. Uh, uh, who wrote this? The show? Yeah. Uh, it's Melissa something. Uh, do you want to know what she wrote? Yes. She wrote all the Twilight movies. <laughs> it's like I don't know they know it, it feels like Marvel knows what they're doing and they cast the right people for these projects and then you see these people's like track records it's like I guess I guess the, this is better than all those so well I think really I think Marvel gets the casting is always right, except yeah. for, like, Iron Fist. Like, fucking Finn Jones was not a great choice. But I get why they chose him. Uh, I think he's going to be great once he gets his suit. Because, like, I think when the Defenders comes, like, they definitely need the Daredevil, like, black mask type guy. And if he gets his outfit and has the fucking in over his head like that's the iron fist i want so but that said i think marvel gets people who show at least some competency in the writing or directing but don't have enough clout that they can do whatever they want so that marvel can still kind of not strong arm them but you know get what they want um it's also very strange to see well i guess Iron Fist will be moving to a place where he wears a mask, or I hope at least. But, like, these two, uh, Luke and uh, Jessica, like, don't give a fuck who sees them and knows that they have powers and shit, so. Oh, and that said, there's that really interesting, I guess, I don't know if it's interesting. I like the fact that there's that one episode where it's literally someone was like, my mother died during the Avengers attack, and, like, oh, I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, spoke about um, the superhero, like, it was on the radio talk uh, when she was in, uh, when Kil- or she was razzing Kilgrave on the uh, radio. And, like, they were talking about how they had taken out over, like, this area, which is very strange considering uh, Spider-Man ties to that, too. But then I do think it's weird that uh, this is a world where Thor and Iron Man and Captain America and the Hulk and aliens rained out of the sky and we all saw this, but they're like, mind control? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the next half of the season. I don't think we need anything more. Uh, there's nothing else that really sticks out. Well, Besides Luke Cage's wife and the whole interminglings that ties them to Kilgrave. Like, that's a pretty awesome dynamic. 
that they like wove into this whole thing. Just like as a fan of the comics, I just want Jessica and Luke to be together and get married and have a baby. That's all I want. Listen, that's all I want. As soon as he pulled that fucking power saw, I was like, "You got it." I mean, there's no stronger pickup line than that. So, I mean, but that said, fucking like in the comic in Alias, like. Jessica is with him, and they break up for a while, and, like, she starts fucking Ant-Man, and then, wait yeah, and then Luke... Wait a sec. So, Alias, written by Whedon? The comics? Bendis. Bendis. Oh, okay. So it's not the Alias that I'm thinking of. That was that show. That was that show written by Abrams, not Whedon. No, but, like, it was based on the comic. Wasn't it? I don't know. I'm just fucking making shit up. I'm not. I'm trying to sort all this shit I have in my head. This is the problem with all this goddamn shit interwoven together. Like, you have some overlap from everything else. That's like, what the fuck is all that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, like, I think it's like, it's, it's Daredevil and then this is, like, the stronger seasons. Uh, and mainly, I love this because of the the performances is what really drives the show, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That said, I, I do wish... I, I, I do wish it was kind of more Veronica Marzi. Seems how we keep going to that reference, where there was more case of the week kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping for that. Um, by the second and a half episode, I realized it wasn't going to be like that, and it was going to be, like... Because I think in the sixth episode, they do it really well where, you know, Luke hires her to find this girl and then, you know, the main story converges with the story they're doing in the slight. Uh, And that's something that can be done, so. Oh, the guy with the kidney machine is just some dude that was randomly, like, just fucking bad luck, huh? Or cab driver? He was the ambulance driver who picked up Kilgrave at the accident. Okay, so that didn't get started in my head till right now because I thought he was the bus driver. And in that fucking sixth episode, I was like, the motherfucker's hooked to a machine over there. I was like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, he was the ambulance driver who picked up Kilgrave. And then Kilgrave was just like, yo, I'm going to take your kidneys. Not even one, I'm going to take two. (laughs) I need both of them. Give me all of the kidneys. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff, but I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next half of this. So we got GOT wrap up or fucking forward uh, with the new episode next week. Um, the second half of Jessica Jones. Is it 13 episodes season two? Yeah, they all are. Okay. Um, so then we have. You talk about uh, We Are the Best. Uh, I I felt like I had not seen this movie, but I knew what it was. So I thought maybe it, it would fit thematically between... Motherfucker, I think you're doing this to me. Where you pick these movies that I can't look away from, so I can't work while I'm fucking do, watching these movies. It's like, God damn it. And as soon as, like, the first five minutes, I was like, I shut, shut all my fucking books, my art books. I was like, fucking, I guess I'm watching this for two hours, so. It wasn't two hours long. 
hour 45, I think. Yes, it was subtitled, so you had to watch it. Uh, but I felt it fit thematically. And, you know, between Homecoming set in high school and this about young girls and Jessica Jones, and it, it fit thematically. But it, yes. it's a Swedish film uh, set in the mid-'80s, I think. I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just about these couple of friends who don't fit in and they're social outcasts and they basically decide to start playing punk music as a release and it's just them. Uh, I didn't know until like I watched it and then started reading up. It's actually based on a graphic novel. Uh, the director who wrote, the guy who wrote and directed it his, is based on a graphic novel his wife did. So. I'm interested. I'm interested in this. Uh, that said, did you like it? I liked it. I don't think it was anything like super great, but it's it's kind of a fun little remember mm-hmm. how shitty adolescence is and how you can try and rebel against it movie. Yeah, and I mean, I've been uh, I've hung around with people that started their own bands multiple times and like it is that scenario where they don't fucking know what they're doing and just banging away on drums and banging away on guitars, trying to make something work. And, uh, I enjoyed the whole, the whole thing. Um, it, it's a good movie. Uh, I like the themes of it. It's just it, set in that eighties world. It just kind of felt like it moved a little slow just because of the aesthetic, but, uh, all in all, good movie. But I, I feel you had to set it then, you know, it's when like, yeah. you know, the punk scene was dying coming out of the 70s and into the 80s, and, you know, it's these kids being like, no, punk's not dead, we we still like punk, we're gonna do this. Yeah. So, I dug it. Uh, it took me probably 10 minutes to realize uh, Bobo was a chick, because I, <laughs> I thought it was a young guy and girl that were starting this band. And then, like, uh, I can't remember what it was, but, like, I was like, oh, these are three young girls. Uh, I think it was, like, they went to that rehearsal space and started playing for the first time. I was like, oh, get it. Get after it. I do love how, like, they were such little bitches about it, though. They're just like, they didn't sign up. We're writing our name in there. <laughs> it's ours now. Totally a, a Luke move in the best case scenario and and you know by the end of the movie they earned iron fist the band's recognition they were like oh my god uh yeah it's a good fun watch for sure i think that's all we have for that yeah i mean it was just a a kind of a fluff film to throw in there and Mm -hmm. i I don't know i find out about it i find out about shit all the time man I got my ways. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Um, yeah. No, no, I remember. I remember when it was playing the the festival circuit back in like 2013, and it was getting great reviews, and I just never watched it. So I figured I'd throw it on there. Uh, yeah. I think the reviews were probably a little overblown. Like it has like a yeah. 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I mean. I, it feels like that little movie that just doesn't get watched often, and I feel like um, 
people don't want to rain on this parade. Like, it's just a fun little movie. I mean, it doesn't really do anything, but it's just kind of a little cute coming-of-age story. So, why not and, enjoy it? And I love punk music, so whatever. <laughs> when they started playing, I was like, yeah, that's punk music for sure. Just fucking yeah. racket, banging on fucking pots and shit. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Although, it's, it, it's those cute moments that you're like, it's hard to hate that movie, and like when they cut their friend's hair and shit, it's like, yeah, that's fucking <laughs> there is that scene though when like they're beating on the fucking drums or the pans and shit don't know what they're doing and the dad just kicks the door in with a flute and he's just like let's play <laughs> and the fucking kid comes in with the goddamn uh, I don't even know what it's called but it's like a guitar but like a flute on the end of it too it's like this is overboard like I, I was like alright everybody get out of the room it fucking, you guys got a good laugh out of me now get out of here just a <laughs> But, yeah, a great little coming-of-age tale, so I dug it. Now, for your weekly blood drive recap. Great episode. It it was like that fucking zombie apocalypse-type scenario. They fucking went into a loony bin. And, like, everybody's just fucking eating each other because, like, there's this candy that makes everybody insane and they only want great crave candy, and at a certain point, they just want to eat people's fucking blood, so, got ridiculous real quick. And she was there to save her sister, but her sister had been moved. I'm telling you, all this is coming in the line, and it's gonna line up exactly as predicted. It's dumb, and I'm tired of hearing about it, and I'm never gonna Your watch it. stupid is so fun. It's so much fun. No, I thought this would be a race. <laughs> I thought this was like the gumball rally. I did it. too. And now, I'm like slightly upset that it's not more racing but I'm also enjoying how much fun they're having with just the whole ridiculous grinds grind house aesthetic you okay. think this is this up your alley and I don't understand how we not connected with you cause it was bad I tried it was bad and I don't have time to watch the shit we have to watch let alone this horse shit that I don't want to watch wrong. I accept your apology, but let's move on. <laughs> you want to talk about Castlevania? Yeah, I watched yeah. Castlevania. It's, it's fucking, fucking awesome. dumb. I hate it. I hate you. I hate you so goddamn much. How do you are hate him? Are we into the part of the episode where we just yell at each other? Because I'm, I'm three bear. I'm, I'm drinks deep. I hate it. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, if I get wrong, because it's awesome shit. I thought this is going to be about a dude with a whip fighting Dracula. What's it about? Political discourse on religion. Like, I don't care. Is this why you hate things? Is because you go in with such expectations that it's absolutely not that? You're like, fuck this. Fuck everything. Am I- fuck all that shit. <laughs> Am I wrong to have gone into a Castlevania story expecting someone with a whip to fight Dracula? Am I wrong? No, and I was also disappointed that that didn't happen, but I was also delightfully surprised in how it ended up, the fourth episode. Like, it was just... One, it was like Warren Ellis being like, listen guys, I want to talk about religion right now and how corrupt <laughs> everything is. 
I was like, unless you're writing planetary, I don't give a shit, Warren Ellis. I don't care. <laughs> you know and what? Then, you have a bad attitude. And then, like, it, I'm tired. I'm so tired of the reluctant hero trope. Just like, I'm sick of it. And when he's, he's Marty McFly. They're like, you're a coward, Belmont. And he's like, okay, I'll go fight Dracula. Let's do this. No, you fuck, it's dumb. I hate it. And it was unnecessarily hard. Like, they tried so hard to be adult. <sighs> There's blood and guts everywhere. They're just fucking shit up. Swearing left and right. Yeah, it was great. For no, no reason other to be like, we're a hard R. Look at us. <sighs> it was the goddamn Middle Ages. Why wouldn't you be hard R's everywhere? They're just like, they're just like let's spend... The end of one episode into the beginning of another talking about go fucking. Huh? How's that sound? You don't need that. <laughs> I give you that one point. Definitely did not need that. One, why did they sell us as a season instead of just doing a movie? All they did was take a two-hour movie and cut it into four parts. For no reason. Uh, that's that's how the old OVAs were done. Like, they were all half-hour episodes. But... Oh, I'm sorry. Is this anime stuff that I don't care about? Is that what you're explaining to me? Because I hate anime. <laughs> God, I really just, just want you to burst into flames right now. That whole fucking Dracula shit? That was awesome as fuck. Dracula gets a woman. They burn him as a witch. And they're like, I'm, you know what? Listen, I'm trying to collect myself. All you motherfuckers are dead, though. I'm going to give you a, a year head start. Get out of here. Comes back a year just wrecks house. Yeah, but the only reason he didn't was because the church thought they were so powerful, and I got to listen to this diocese give his fucking <laughs> speech about how the devil was weak. Like, I don't care. I don't. It's fucking Dracula. Come on. There's nothing in the show. Except release the hordes of hell. And cut out his son. He the switch. Listen, the Lord listen. of the switch. And then hung out his yeah, ass. Son. Like and his son was like, no, Dad. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you, son. And cut him. I was, I was like, yeah, Dracula. To hell with kids. Dumb. Great. Great horse episode arc. It was real bad. It was all payoff to that fourth episode. That fourth episode's payoff. There was no payoff! It literally no, just... They're fucking fighting his son, and his son's like, oh yeah, we could fucking kill each other, or we can go kill Dracula. I was like, alright, I'm in. Let's go kill Dracula. No, no. There was no payoff, because it spent two hours to lead up to them being like, guess what? Season two. Like, fuck that. <laughs> no way. The demon showed up in the church and was like, Ah, who's fucking dead? Ah, everybody's dead. Because demons are awesome. Were those demons awesome? Those villains. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were. Uh, they were just like, ah, I love you. Want to get nasty with some demons? And the demons just start killing everything. Real bad. It was, it was real it was bad. And it moved at a glacial pace. It was like an hour long. It, it was two hours so long. Quickly. And it felt like a waste of my goddamn time. <laughs> this, this is a bad attitude I'm talking about. 
You gotta change your goddamn attitude and enjoy no. some shit every now and then. There was nothing to enjoy! <laughs> All of it was to enjoy. He's just fucking up monsters and shit. He wasn't! He just didn't do shit for four episodes! I mean, the, like two and a half. That first episode was all Dracula wrecking house. Dracula didn't do anything! He he unleashed the hordes of hell! His army that he built up over a year! He fucking comes out of the sky from rain's fire. That's like... There's a more badass thing. That's like saying that Truman killed everyone in Japan. No, it was technically the bomb. It wasn't the president. Didn't he, though? No! <laughs> Listen, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Anime style was awesome. I know you hate anime. <coughs> but I'm glad you watched it. Uh, even though you hated it. Uh, I feel like you would have liked it if you, if you had a little love in your heart, but I can't force that on you. You need to start, you need to start being fucking just a little more critical about things you watch. I- I told you, like, those two, those middle episodes are kind of bad, but the payoff that happened in four was worth it. There was no payoff! There was absolutely payoff. They found the goddamn sleeping warrior, and it was a badass fight. Oh. Okay, whatever. I'm done. I'm done. Move on. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so watch Castlevania. Uh, and finally, the star of the hour. Spider-Man Homecoming. Before we get into this, I know, I, like, I don't want to believe that you hated this, but I'm pretty sure you did. No. What? I I didn't hate it. I don't like it as much as everyone else does. I like it. I don't love it. That's fantastic. I really thought you were just going to come in and be like, you know what? Fuck the MCU. I'm done with the MCU. Fuck it all. I'm delightfully surprised. Tell me about it. Uh, it's Spider-Man, man. Wait, 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 wait. Full-on spoilers. We're not fucking holding back as much as we're drunk, so... If you want to see Spider-Man... Yeah, there was that... It's just... <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, what? Like, anyone who really gives a shit saw it this weekend. Like... Hmm. Uh... There's really strong performances by Tom Holland and Michael Keaton in it. Um... I literally, like, I had at least two different 30 to 40 minute arguments with people. Not even arguments. <laughs> trying to figure out about how fucked the MCU timeline is because of this. No. Avengers wasn't eight years ago. It doesn't. No. And it bugged me. It bugged me. Wasn't it eight years ago, though? No. Avengers was 2012. Was it? Yeah, it feels a lot earlier than that. Yeah, it's 2012. Uh, to that edge, it feels like this timeline is something that's going to happen after Infinity War. Like, I think that's why they got uh, Doctor Strange out ahead, so they could show off the time gem. And, like, I think some shit's going to go down the Infinity War that's going to have to reset itself. And, like, this is that first one coming out of that. Okay. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> but I totally understand what you're saying with the timeline being uh, 
kind of fine, kind of fucked. Because it pretty much the way I've ordered. Excuse me. I've always viewed the MCU is basically when the movies come out is when they take place. That's the amount of time between movies, and that felt right. Yeah, excluding Guardians because it's in space and it's its own thing. But you know, like Cap into Thor, like those all well, seem to go into each other. I think Guardians are the only one that's actually dated out of the ones. Technically, in Civil War, you see memos and stuff that say 2016 on it. Okay. Um, Which makes sense, because this, that means Avengers took... It doesn't make sense in the timeline. Marvel's contradicting themselves, and well, they no, need to... This should be 2016 still, too. But Avengers wasn't fucking 2008. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Fuck if I know. Fuck if I know. Whatever. Little shit like that bugs me. It bugs me. <laughs> what else did you have problems with the movie? Um, what did I have a problem with? I don't know. Oh, I, I have a problem with movies that don't think I'm smart enough to get a joke. So I hate that you have Spider-Man running through the backyard of people's backyards. And I was like, it's a Ferris Bueller joke. And then they cut to a bunch of people watching Ferris Bueller. And he goes, ah, good movie. Like, I don't need that little fucking... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. But also, you have to remember, there's fucking people watching these movies that have no fucking idea what Bueller is. Yeah, well, those people can go die in a fire. Because yeah, Ferris Bueller is amazing. But two, if you don't get the joke... Showing me two <laughs> seconds of Paris Bueller to make me understand yeah, that joke. I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, I like stuff. What was I going to say? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Very nice. Very nice indeed. You like stuff. I guess over. I guess I was wrong this entire time. <laughs> Um, to my understanding, like, I love this movie, um, I love the Vulture, mainly, uh, because he was such a strong villain, and coming off Daredevil with Kingpin, and now seeing Kilgrave, like, these are the top four villains of the MCU right now, and it just feels, they're fucking diabolical. It's not only that, it's that, it's not them being like, Oh, I'm gonna blow up the world. It's I wanna do this for mine and my own. I wanna protect my yeah. city. Like they're grounded in more level characters. But I mean Loki is the only one not like that, but he's from a different world and he was raised by a family that wasn't his that lied to him his entire growing up, so he's just in it for himself at this point. But that being said, these other three strong villains are all based in New York. But, well, that what welcome to the Marvel universe. Everything takes yeah. place in New York, unless okay. you want to talk about West Coast Avengers or Great Lakes. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about them. Or Alpha Flight. We can go up to Canada. Talk about Sasquatch. Get out of here, Canada. Uh, so, uh, what else did you like from the movie? Um, I I really liked Keaton. I think he's super strong in the role. Um. I like that this is a movie 
that can throw in the Easter eggs to fans and not be like, huh? Huh? Did you get it? Do you see what I did there? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, like, you get, uh, you get the shocker. You get two shockers, technically. Uh, you know, you get the tinkerer, uh, all along with Vulture. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover is the prowler. And see, walking into this, like, I, I only heard these from the live stream we did the other night. Um, but I knew you were going to enjoy those parts. But coming in with no knowledge of Spider Man, basically, the other five movies is all the Spider Man knowledge I have. Like, it felt like everything flowed well enough that I could get that these were nods to other characters inside. Like, it felt like everybody in that they showed off was necessary. Yeah, like, you know, you can have Donald Glover be like, I don't want that shit in my city. I got a nephew out here. And if you're in the know, you know he's talking about Miles Morales. And if you're not, it's not obtrusive, you know? It's not... It's not not Tim Blake Nelson getting goo in his head in The Incredible Hulk and slowly turning into the... <laughs> with the big brain, I can't remember. Shout you know, out the, like shout out to the incredible Hulk. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> so like I, I felt it was reverential to people who knew the source material without it impeding a non-viewer. Um, I do think there, there's a part. Okay, so I was having this discussion with someone later earlier after we saw the movie. The the reveal that Keaton is Liz's dad, um, she, my friend was saying that, like, it plays on, you know, race preconceptions. You know, you're not going to think that uh, uh, he's going to be her father because he's white and she's black. Uh, so that's where a normal audience came from it. I came from it being like, that's Liz Allen. That's Peter's friend from high school. It's Liz Allen. Why would, I, you know, and. Fucking Adrian Toomes is her dad? No, that's Liz Allen. So it's like, I don't know which way that Marvel actually played that twist, but either way, works really well. Because it should be Dude, a that fucking... that twist caught me off fucking guard. It's it... 100%. Once you see it, you go, it's so obvious, but no one sees and it. Yeah, going. it melted your brain for a good five minutes. You're like, how the fuck, how the fuck, how the fuck? And then, like, that fucking great scene of them in the car it's like fuck so good yeah like that might be the best scene in the movie is them in the car that whole start when like peter knows he's the vulture but he doesn't you slowly see him put it together and then him do the threatening and and then it rolls right into exactly what spider-man is everyone's here having fun at the homecoming dance and he's got to run in disappoint everybody and then run out <laughs> trying to do what he thinks right uh the whole movie i was like this is luke this, that's luke he's just running off this point everybody runs off yeah <laughs> i learned Spider-Man again. um i i like i liked that unlike Anytime Batman is on screen and you're gonna show me the fucking Waynes get shot in the face because I, I apparently <laughs> every time that this movie's smart enough to know that 
yeah, you know that his uncle was killed and, you know, and they don't have to spend the time uh, on So I was thinking about this a little bit. Like, I love how they played that origin. Just into, or spoke about it. It was like three lines of dialogue and they were over it. Like, they never even brought up Uncle Ben. And, like, I was thinking about it. It's like, well, when you were younger and, like, people and then you passed away, like, you went to their funeral, but you never really... I guess it never really hung on your thoughts because, I mean, you were still developing and shit, so. There's that little line, though, when uh, when he's talking to Ned, and he goes, you know, May can't know, you know, how hard of a time she's been having. Yeah. Which yeah. is a reference yeah. to Ben being dead, you know. Or raising a teenager because fucking kids, am I right? But how hard is it to raise a teenager when you're Marissa Tomei and everyone's just throwing free food at you and stuff? Also, just just uh, I'm not a uh, uh, what you would call a fashion connoisseur of anything. Why were her pants so high in everything? Yeah, she was an ant. Like that was like, oh, she's definitely an ant. Like that's all I could think of. Um, yeah, but it's Marissa Tobin. With your timeline screwed up, I really want Whiplash to be Uncle Ben. Like, please. Please. That's all I want. Um. So yeah, where's it rank on your Spider-Man films? I'm assuming two's ahead of it, but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. <laughs> to me, it's uh, my favorite Spider-Man. So. I mean, there there's stuff I absolutely adore in this, but I don't think there's anything that reaches the like that elevated train sequence in two. Like, that's just so... That encapsulates yeah. Spider-Man is. Um, it felt I, very I, much like he was trying to figure out or get a grasp on everything he could do new now with the suit and everything um, while trying to prove himself, but the adults still being like, you're not ready, and him constantly proving that he wasn't ready until finally the uh, climax of the movie and he fucking proved himself finally. Did he? Kind of. I mean, part. he did. It was cool. Until, like, the literally end of the fight was just, like, the vulture hitting an invisible wall and falling down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that being said, I, there's a lot of things in this movie that I really did love. Um, I think they played Spider-Man well. Um, speaking to the fact that they didn't hit on the Uncle Ben tragedy overwhelmingly, it feels like this is the first MCU movie that's just having fun being a superhero. No, well, there is. Like, I, I definitely feel like you get the joy of, like, having these powers. You get that? But, I mean, kind of got that in Raimi's movies. Remember? He was like, I'm going to jump yeah, over Toby this. was another fucking 15 years older than this guy. Like, yeah, it was real silly that, like... There's that part where in Spider-Man 2 when they like they take his mask off and there's like he's just a boy and I was like he's 75. Oh my years. god, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fucking uh, boat being ripped apart and like Spider-Man saving the day. He's like yeah, it's Spider-Man and then the fucking boat still sinking and Iron Man comes to save the day. He's like yeah, Iron Man. I was like you're all right with me, guy. But, you know, like, um, I think I think the trailers and posters and everything 
this was brought up in the stream the other day, but it feels like Sony's marketing is like doing all the promo stuff and everything. And I think they laid the Iron Man like red herring heavily. So you weren't expecting it to be such a Peter trying to prove himself the whole time. Well, like if you know anything about Spider-Man, you should have known that that's what it is. It's Parker always trying to prove himself. I didn't expect much more of Tony. Like it was about what I expected to get out of it. Excuse me. I was surprised that fucking Paltrow showed up again. No, oh I got so excited. I was like, "Yeah, Pepper. Yeah, that's my Pepper Potts." <laughs> that said, I do. I, I love that entire end sequence when he's just like, "No, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm just gonna go be the low key guy." And you're like, "Yeah." That's, oh, wait, next time I see him, he's going to be in space fighting Thanos. So I guess he really didn't stick to the ground too much. But, because there was a part of me that was like, when Tony's like, I got reporters out there, we're going to introduce you. And I was like, are, are they going to do the thing where he's like, I'm Peter Parker and I'm Spider-Man? I, and make it felt so much. I like, I, I figured that was going to be the twist on the story. Like, they were going to reveal that he is Spider-Man, like they did with Iron Man. And, like, I was waiting for it. And, like, this this movie kind of took all the best parts of the Iron Man movies and put them into this movie. Felt like because he's fighting the guy who didn't have superpowers but had a suit, fucking just wanted to continue making money. And, like, he lost his fucking suit. So he had to figure out how to do it without it. And like so many good points in this movie. It's, it's, it's thoroughly watchable. I just, I don't love it the way I think I should. Like, cause yeah. everyone seems to come out of that loving it. And I was just like, is it cause I'm such a huge Spider-Man fan that it just didn't quite hit that level for me? I don't know. No, I've seen a few people that hated it, and it, <laughs> it was Hannah saying that you hated it, and I was like, if he does, like, I have no idea how shit's going to get fixed to where he likes anything again, because, like, this is being set up for him to enjoy. Like, I don't know what else MCU can do for him. No, like, it, it hits those points of Spider-Man that I love. I It's the, the high school kid, the struggling to... You know, he doesn't fit in as a superhero, but he doesn't in school. And where does he sit? And a lot of it really, really plays. But other parts, I'm just kind of like, eh, it's okay. From all the high school shit we've seen this year, I'm glad not everybody had full fucking body set of tattoos. I'm glad fucking everybody seemed like they were young enough to be in high school. Um. Yeah, it felt like high school, and it felt like they were working towards the stance. And as soon as he lost his suit, like, that sequence of him getting ready for prom, I was like, oh, well, maybe he fucking ends it around now. And, like, was just excited for him to go to homecoming with the hot girl and, like, just to get a win under his belt. And then he fucking showed up at that door, and I was immediately kicked back into the fucking story and See? how much fucking craziness there were. Spider-Man never wins. Never. He's the fucking, he's the Charlie Brown of the Marvel movies. Like, just always a sad sack. (laughs) I hate that I love that one of your favorite characters is like that. But I'm also glad that you have Daredevil that just fucking kicks all kinds of ass in the MCU 2 now. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's stuff. Uh, I guess we can touch on one of the last end parts of uh, my friends call me MJ. <laughs> I wish me- Sony and Feig would keep their fucking mouth shut. Like, just let the movie be enjoyed. Because all this other shit, I was genuinely excited to see the movie again. You sent me this goddamn, I was like, I don't need to see it again. I'm fucking, fuck you, Sony. Fuck you, MCU, right now. So the article we're talking about is Feig came out in an interview and said, yeah, she's called MJ, but she's not necessarily uh, Spider-Man's MJ. And it's like, shut you're not going to have two characters in the same world name that go by MJ. Like, one, that'd be terrible. Like, that would undo everything, and I'd hate everything about the MCU. And two, just let people have it. Because I'm sure they're both working on Sinister Six movies right now that is just going to fucking co- co- clash right into each other. I just... I fucking hate it. <laughs> like... Because here, like, I think I, I, uh, like, I, I, I fan wrote parts of this movie in my head before I saw it. So, like, in my head, that character was MJ anyway. So, I guess it didn't really, one way or the other, affect it when she announced it. Uh, but that said, I mean, there's the, when she was originally cast and people were like, she's MJ. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> MJ's a she can't be a person of color and they're like no 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 she's Michelle and now comes out she's like yeah I'm MJ just let him have it just fucking stink it to everyone who's like you know just I just don't play. understand why they're just like no no we have these toys we're gonna play with them exactly how we wanna play and it's like shut up just shut your goddamn mouth so like that just Rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I'll, I'll probably see Spider-Man again, probably a couple more times, but like, God, it just really pissed me off. Uh, can, can we talk real quick uh, about the second credit scene, which was the funniest fucking thing ever? <laughs> I loved walking out of that movie and everybody else that was disappointed with it. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I thought that was great. Um, they make They've trained us at this point to sit through the fucking credits. Yeah. And yeah. You sit through it all, and then it's fucking Chris Evans is being like, sometimes you get disappointed if you wait. It's not always worth it. <laughs> and it's great because they play off. Um, he did promo videos for the school that they attend. And, like, he did a detention video. <laughs> and fucking Hannibal Burress is, like, playing the video. He's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but... I, gotta play it for you guys i guess but like just little touches like that i think that might have been my second favorite joke in the movie my favorite was martin star being like i can't lose a child on the field trip again (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh the fight scenes were great Uh, i love the the suit like nothing seemed overly cgi to me anyway uh, it, everything felt very real, so I don't understand. I like that it's still small right now. He's still learning his powers. Like, when he climbs the Washington Monument, he's like, this is the highest I've ever been, because I've just been swinging around Queens, and it's not that high, you know? 
Um, uh, John Connolly is the voice of the suit? Yeah, like, and there's, like, what, a, a third of the people who get that, you know? Like, like 90% of those don't get that. Paul Bettany played Jarvis, and she's married to Jarvis, and now she's playing that for fucking Peter, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that aspect of the MCU, that, like, all this shit just is playing out so perfectly uh, un... like, just uh, organically. Like, I'm not sure that I, 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 I... I'm entirely bought in on the AI Iron Iron Man suit, but it does give us that sense that in the comics, you get the thought bubbles, you get the internal monologue of Pete talking to himself, and you don't get that in film, but it's a way to kind of do it. I think they kind of, I was saying this the other day, that I think they kind of worked that way, um, so they didn't have the spider sense uh, from the Sony movies, so, like, this is their own interpretation of Spider-Man, and, like, if he, if he did Spider-Sense, like, he would immediately imagine it, I think they're really trying as hard as they can to divorce it from the Sony, Sony movies, so. Well, I mean, like, they didn't have a close-up shot of him growing hair out of his fingertips, so he'd climb on the <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of difference. <laughs> that being said, uh, I loved it. I, I I just like that it, you know, like I said, it's low stakes in the villainy, and you know, it's it's low key and it's down to the ground. It's not, it's not the fucking end of the world. Like I'm so sick of that. Uh, I'm sure I'll get that in, you know, what two months when we get to see Justice League, and I'll fucking cry my eyes out watching that shit. But <sighs> you're really for Justice League? Come on. No, I, I'm just gonna be real sad that I'm watching. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. I was like, "There's no nothing that the JL is going to do that make me cheer." I could, I could. If they were just like, they had this kind of character in the background the whole time, and then boom, he shapeshifts into Martian Manhunter. That could get a tear out of me. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Because they'd be like, "They got the original seven. They got them all." <laughs> Good on you. I hope it happens. Uh, that being said, I, I owe no loyalty to DC, so... Yeah, no one does at this point. Like, <laughs> they got Wonder Woman. That's all they got going. That is all they got. But, I mean, that's all you need. I think I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, uh, somebody came out of the theater after seeing Spider-Man, they're like, in what world I ever imagined coming out of a theater that was playing a Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, and Guardians movie all at the same time? I was like, I was like, what fucking theater are you at that all that shit's still playing? Guardians been out of the theater. <laughs> I was before. like, I want to fucking be that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so is that all you got for Spider-Man? And then I was gonna say, like, it it kind of ends on that perfect joke. Like, that, the smash cut to credits is kind of great. Yeah, yeah. Pretty great. Oh, Go and I don't know if we talked about it when we talked about Guardians, and I don't know if that's, li- that's the last Marvel movie we talked about, or since we've done the show. I hate the Marvel logo right now. I fucking hate uh, The one it. where, like, they're walking through the hall type thing, like, the studio one. 
the studio one where like it all flips and it shows all the characters and then it turns into Marvel. It's so ostentatious. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the old one, but I think I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next iteration. I suppose I can get suffer through this one. Uh, is that all you got then? Yeah, I think that's all I got. Nice. So, what are we doing for next week? We got Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Finishing Jessica Jones. And then you got to catch up on the previous two Planet of the Apes movies so we can watch the third one. Is that this week? That's this week. Fuck me. God damn it. That's so much. Yeah? All right. So, goddamn. So we're seeing War of the Worlds. Or is War, the War, for, War for the Planet of the Apes? Yes, War for the Planet of the Apes, or whatever. And you got to watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have plenty to come at you with this week. So look forward to our Game of Thrones tear down in Luke's... Oh, that would be a nice dichotomy. You building something up and me just tearing the shit out of it. Or you're just going to have that quick turnaround where you're like, I love the show again. <laughs> I very much doubt that's going to happen, but maybe. Uh, so Game of Thrones, Jessica Jones, and the Ape movies. So watch that shit. Is there anything else you want to add? Because I no, don't I'm, I'm watch gonna, anything else. Like, I'm, I'm 100% sure I'm not watching the first two Planet of the Apes movies again. I'm just going to... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm looking forward to them. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things for them, so... I'm down. Yeah. I go enjoy them. Right on. So go watch that shit. Meet us here next time at 8 o'clock. Yeah, it should be back normal yeah. time. Cali time. So, that'll do it for us. Pineapple. <laughs>